0: Coming up on today's episode of the Matt Donahue Podcast, we are back after a two-week hiatus. We kicked things off with none other than the NBA playoffs, uh, and specifically the Boston Celtics sweeping the Brooklyn Nets and sending Kyrie packing in the playoffs. Nothing more sweeter than seeing that man uh being kicked out of the playoffs by the bro- by the Boston Celtics. So we talk about that for majority of the show here. Then we move on to the rest of the NBA playoffs. We break down uh, the series, and I pick my first-round winners. Uh, and then we end things with a little bit of Patriots talk because they made some moves in the NFL draft. that's coming up here later on this week. So we talk about what I want to see out of the Patriots uh, on that end. So all that is coming up in today's episode of the podcast. Today's episode of the TMD podcast is brought to you by none other than thegreatvindmedia.com. If you haven't already, head over to thegreatvindmedia.com. Subscribe to the email listing so you don't miss a thing. Again, www.thegreatvindmedia.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends over at Manscaped. Attention all my college comrades. The summer sun is just around the corner and you know what that means. The water gets warmer, the skin gets darker, and the hair gets pubier. Luckily, our friends at Manscaped are here to make that summer bod pop with their fourth-generation performance package, which includes the signature lawnmower 4.0. Join 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for this shaved boy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code TMD20 at checkout. Again, TMD20 at checkout. As the great Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff said, it's like the summer's natural. <laughs> Jesus, aphrodisiac. Uh, Will Smith, uh, we'll just stick with D- DJ Jazzy Jeff there. Um, but seriously, let's be real. Nobody likes the hairy guys at the beach Um, so head over to the manscaped.com, get your stuff. Like I said, lawnmower, fourth generation trimmer. That thing is out of this world. Um, and you guys know how I feel about the nose tape trimmer. That thing's amazing. Honestly, my favorite, one of my favorite products, um, right behind the lawnmower 4.0. So if you haven't head over to manscaped.com and be sure to use code TMD20 at checkout. Again, TMD20 at checkout. Okay and if you haven't already head over to all my social medias make sure to follow me there at tmd podcast uh and if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast wherever you are listening and head over to the youtube page uh to watch this video this podcast uh in the video version all right let's get into the show What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Matt Dining Podcast, episode 113. Um, now, I know I've been away for, uh, I want to say two weeks, so I've missed the last two weeks here, um, but there, again, I said this on the last one, there is due cause for this, okay? Um, you know, I i, I want to say that this is just kind of like a, around this time, every single year, uh, it gets like this, because pretty much... I'm in my last year of my masters, and uh, the last since I've started this podcast, really every single year, this is the f- the the end of the this is like the final run uh, of school. Like it's it's a right around this time, late April, early May. So um, I do get sporadic, and you know what? I, it, there's it's just it's just who I am. However, this will be no more. Uh, this will be the final sporadic. Uh, whatever we want to call this, uh, hiatus, I guess is a good, is a good word for it because I am graduating, uh, knock on wood, that was me knocking on wood right there, that, uh, I do graduate in a few weeks. That'd be tough. That'd be a tough look, but, um, no, I, I'm, I'm like 80% sure we're graduating. So we got that going for us. However, um, the last two weeks, like I said, I just been crazy. Uh, one of my brothers, we go, we went on a bachelor trip for one of my brothers, uh, this past week. Uh, and then the week before that it was it was my birthday, and I had a ton of projects due, and I was trying to scramble. It, it was it's just been hectic, so that's where I've been for the past God knows uh, two weeks. That's that's really where we're at. Two weeks uh, seems like it's been forever, and honestly, I've missed the pod because uh, there has been so much going on. And as a New England sports fan lover here, uh, I have been gloating nonstop about the Boston Celtics. And um, with that being said, let's just dive right into the the main topic of today's episode which is the Boston Celtics sweeping the Brooklyn Nets uh last night in a 40 um series sweep and you know what nothing could be better than than that happening um you know it was uh, it was relieving to to say the least um especially because i don't know if if you follow me on twitter um you probably saw the tweets and if you did if you don't uh, i'll just give you a quick Summary: I was going off last night uh, in the final five minutes of that game because that might have been some of the worst officiating I have ever seen um, in my life. It was it was so bad. And uh, <sighs> Scott Foster is an absolute joke to the NBA. I want on record. I will go on record saying that if he refs a game, it is going to be it, the the. It, it, there's if there's a big spread, it's not going to hit because it's going to be the closest game in NBA history every single time that dude refs a game, okay? Because um, that's just in his nature. He makes the worst calls I've ever seen. Going in at five minutes, the Celtics are up by t- 12. I think they were up by 12. And um, the Nets cut it to three. And Jason Tatum, who is clearly the, by far the best player in this series, uh, gets called for his fifth foul when as he's taken to the ground by Gordon Dragic, go- Gordon Dragic fell on Jason Tatum and took them both to the ground and Jason Tatum got his fifth foul called uh and that was at eight minutes to go so then Jason Tatum had to oh no no, no sorry that was him fouling out that was that was Jason Tatum fouling out um. Which that that just sent me over the edge. Uh, like I said, so Jason Tatum uh, got his fifth foul with eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Had to come out of the game. Had to sit to the five minute mark. Comes back in for I kid you not a minute and a half, maybe two minutes at most. And the Gordon Dragic play happens. Maybe the worst, one of the worst calls I've ever seen. I've I, like ever I've ever seen. Okay, then thirty, not even thirty seconds. That's that's way too gracious. Eight and a half to twelve seconds later, Scott Foster again on a a routine battle for the ball rebound just gives another horrendous call to the to the Brooklyn Nets. It's it's like Al Horford and Blake Griffin just literally going up on like a second chance bucket, and it, no one fouls. There's a there's not a foul committed by either player, and Al Horford gets called for a a foul. Um, I have a staggering stat here that I made sure to double check um, before I said it because I just knew watching the game in the last five and a half minutes, everything after the Jason Tatum call, it was like, okay, these they, these refs are actually raking this game. Uh, and they did it in horrendous fashion because it was so blatantly obvious that the, the broken nets and Stan Van Gutt, I mean, the broken nets, the, the NBA refs, the NBA and Stan Van Gundy wanted the Brooklyn Nets to win that game last night. It was it was so blatantly obvious. Uh, sitting there listening to uh, Stan Van Gundy, I wanted to like pull my eyes out of my eye sockets. It was so it's so bad, and I wanted to like chop off my ears and just fill them in with uh, that putty stuff so I couldn't hear his voice again. That's how bad it was. Um, but before we get on to Stan Van Gundy, actually no no, no that's that's all my that's all my Stan Van Gundy uh, slander. Um, because he even he was at points like agreeing with okay that like the Gordon Dragic call he was like that's a terrible call and then the Blake Griffin call he was like that's also a, a terrible call, um, but forget that. Let's get back to this this staggering stat here. Ready? Seven to one in the final um, five minutes of play. Uh, so this is after the this is after the Blake Griffin foul. Um, Seven to one in that fourth quarter when Blake Griffin was laying on the floor. This is right after that foul. Seven to one in the five minute mark and under for the uh, fouls on the, the Boston Celtics to the Brooklyn Nets. Seven to one. Try and hide it a little bit more next time, people. Okay, NBA refs. Um, it was so bad. The the ticky tack fouls. That one, I get it. Early in the game, and this is why it's hard for me to like sit up here and like complain because early in the game I can admit this. The Nets were getting absolutely boned with calls. Like absolutely boned. Um and this is just like what the NBA does. And this is why like so many people hate watching it, is because there comes a point in every single uh important game in the NBA where the Refs just like turn on the team that they that they were giving calls to all night and just like you know what it's like they've gotten too much going for them time to flip the switch here like it happens in every every single important playoff game I swear every single time so the game opens up and the the Brooklyn Nets literally couldn't buy a call um the the tick the the just ticky tack fouls left and right I think yeah Seth Curry had like I think he had three fouls in the first like. Four minutes of the game, or something like that, and then by the way, finishes with four fouls on the night. Uh, so, I don't even know how that's possible. But it that point that I'm I'm talking about came at the uh, at the five minute mark in the fourth quarter when it was like, okay, the Nets are kind of hanging around. Let's th- and the refs just collectively just like heard on their earpiece and their ears or whatever it is. I don't even know. Um, th- they all collectively were like, all right, it's time to uh, it's time to you know let the uh, let the Nets really just get back in this game. Because I kid you not, Blake Griffin could have fouled out of that game last night in the, in the minutes he was playing in the fourth quarter. He could have fouled out. Um, Before he, this is probably like, and this is when Tatum was still in the game, but there was, there was a clear and obvious foul on Blake Griffin that just was not called. He was like falling to the ground, and just like dragged Al Horford to the ground with him, and it was just a no call. Al Horford was just standing there looking at the ball, and Blake Griffin like tripped and grabbed Al Horford and like fell to the ground and just brought him with him. And there was nothing. There was nothing called. Al Horford did nothing. He was just literally standing there and just got taken to the ground. No call. Uh, And then there was another play where uh, Marcus Smart drove to the – just drove in the lane and absolutely got mauled by Blake Griffin. And there was, again, a no call. And it was like, dude, what is going on here? Like, they, they are just not calling a single foul for the Boston Celtics. A single foul. Um and then, meanwhile, Jason Tatum is just committing offensive fouls, uh, getting dragged to the ground. He's committing offensive fouls as he's being pulled down to the ground, uh, being forced out of the game for the entire game. Uh, you you couldn't have written it any better, right? Right, I NBA, mean, you couldn't have written it any better. Trying to, um, and here's the thing: you would think I, you would think my team lost, but like we won because the Celtics were just that much better than the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Kyrie Irving is a fraud. I'm sorry. Kyrie, if you ever listen to this, I'm sorry, but you're a fraud, dude. Okay, um, I did, I'm so glad that the the Celtics swept them. And honestly, I have so much respect for Kevin Durant because he had no help, no help consistently. It was a, it was him. It was Kyrie Irving the first game, okay, uh, and then just Kyrie Irving decided not to show up again. Uh, after that, he really just was like, yeah, you know. And then of course, of course, when they're making the run, Kyrie wants. Kyrie wants the ball. He doesn't want to he doesn't want KD takes one shot uh in their 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 run and then when it comes down to it, Kyrie's nowhere to be found. Uh and what what I mean by that is the five minute mark to like the minute uh Kyrie took like five shots. I think K D took one tough uh fadeaway jumper on Jalen Brown. And and then under a minute they just feed the ball to K D. Okay. Um, Kyrie, wh- wh- where are you under a minute? Um so again, I honestly, God, I feel bad for Kevin Durant because he went out swinging. You know what I mean? Uh, and I said this at the end of Game Three. It was the Celtics won this this series because they took Kevin Durant out of a. Uh, they took Kevin Durant out of the series, and other than Game One where Kyrie had the anomaly forty point game, that was and again that was the only reason they kept it close. Um, and this game where Kevin Durant had what he have thirty five, I think. Um, it was like, uh, thirty-nine. Sorry, Kevin Durant had thirty-nine. Um, again, the only shot that the Brooklyn Nets had in winning this series was sh- was if one of them went for forty. So, um, uh, one of them being Kevin Durant and or uh, Kyrie Irving, and Kyrie Irving this game had, uh, where are we at? Where are we at? Sorry. Had twenty points, six of thirteen, two of three. Um, but again took five shots uh in in that lake. So before that he, he took eight shots. He was at eight shots at five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Eight shots. Took eight shots in the game. Kyrie, where are you in an elimination game? Nowhere to be found. Um, okay, and then let just just to add insult to injury here, uh where where is his assist? Oh, five assists, nice. Kevin Durant. Meanwhile, seven, seven rebounds, nine assists, uh, thirteen of thirty-one. Uh, but again, if I'm going nuts, well, going I want Kevin Durant, uh, literally taking every single shot or Kyrie Irving. Uh, so thirty-one shots. I don't even hate that. Uh, one steal, four turnovers. Uh, and I do want to say that that is when when we look back at this series in time, where I'm gonna always point to one thing, and it was Kevin Durant average four plus turnovers in every single one of these games because that's how good the Boston defense was um and you notice in that when in that 5 minute span or 4 I keep saying under 5 minutes it was it was that moment where you saw what the Brooklyn Nets should have been all season, season long in that 4 minutes and I think outside of every Celtics fan being like, dude, this, the, the refs are actually rigging this game. Outside of that, every Celtics fan in the back of their mind was thinking this is the team that everyone thought that this team was going to be. In that four minutes uh, when Seth Curry was hitting shots, um, Gordon Dragic was, was coming off the bench providing a valuable valuable role. The The only time he did that, uh this, this whole series was during these four minutes. Kyrie Irving uh getting in the paint and not missing a shot and Kevin Durant being unstoppable. And that is what everyone in the world thought was gonna happen the entire series and it happened for four minutes, maybe the entire series. And of course it was in it was their last ditch effort. So I don't I don't blame, you know, I don't put this on Kevin Durant. I put it on Kyrie Irving. Um, you know, because the Celtics did one thing and it was take Kevin Durant out of the series. It was take it was do whatever we can to take Kevin Durant out of the series. And and you knew that going into this game that Kevin Durant was literally not going not going to let that happen. He was going to go out probably having 40, which he did. Um and it still didn't work because that's how good the Celtics defense is. It's ridiculous. The mismatches that they can cause one on the defensive end of the uh the end of the floor, but also on the offensive end of the floor. Yes, I'm talking mismatches on defense. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Everyone on their team, Marcus Mark and guard the the five men. That it's and you know, at least on this Brooklyn Nets team, uh, it was like that. Um and that is why the Celtics won. It's because they won the matchup battle. They were bigger than the Brooklyn Nets. Uh they their big men could defend Kevin Durant. How many times did we see Al Horford defending Kevin Durant tonight? Like, I don't even know. Twenty times? It was like it, the Celtics could put Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Al Horford, Daniel Tice, probably not. But then Grant Williams uh, coming off the bench. Derek White even at times. Again, like, all these guys to, to stop KD. Like, yes, all those guys are, are capable of stopping KD for a possession. Um, and then, you know, you're going to have those possessions where KD's KD and he makes those unbelievable shots, and you're like, there's nothing you can do about it. Literally nothing you can do about it. I think back to that one specific shot uh, KD hit coming out of a timeout where Jalen Brown... I want to say it was like around the three minute in the fourth quarter where Jalen or KD hit the did the turnaround jumper and just Jalen Brown was literally inch, inches away. I don't even want to say centimeters away from from a foul, and uh, it didn't affect KD's shot at all. So, um, you know, you got to give credit where credit is due, and I'm only giving credit to uh, three players in this series: uh, Seth Curry. Because he had a he had a great shooting night tonight, five of nine from three. Uh, Bruce Brown, who had twenty six uh, last last game, uh, game three, and Kevin Durant, not giving credit credit to Kyrie, will not, will not give him credit. Uh, he was he's a fraud. Came had forty points in against Boston, gave everyone the middle finger, and then after that game, never backed it up. Didn't do a thing after that game. He's a fraud. Um, that's not, not taking away from how good he is at basketball, but he didn't show up, uh, after game one, where he made himself look like an utter ass. Yes. Made himself look like an utter ass. Um, so I give credit to those three guys on the Brooklyn Nets team. Uh, and again, it wasn't a huge shock because the Boston Celtics were a two seed and it was unbelievable that they weren't favored in a single one of these games, not favored one time in any of these games, even at home, projected to lose both games. That is crazy. That is crazy. Um, I don't know this team. It's and again, it all comes back to the defense. That's that's really what it all comes down to is how good this team is on the defensive end of the floor. Um, they're 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 the most complete team in basketball right now. And I'm even going to go out of limb here and say that Jason Tatum is the best player in, in this postseason. Um, and that's and that's not just because of what he's doing on the offensive side of the floor; it's because of what he's doing on the defensive floor side of the floor. He was the main defender for Kevin Durant. Every time we every time a possession started for the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant was being guarded by Jason Tatum. Now, the beauty of the Celtics' defensive lineup is, no matter the switch, yeah, it's going to end up being Grant Williams, it's going to end up being Jalen Brown, it's going to end up being Al Horford. That's the beauty of that lineup. Um, is that anybody? four out of the five of those guys can guard Kevin Durant. But Jason Tatum, majority of the game was guarding Kevin Durant. So two-way-wise, I can't think of a better two-way player in the NBA playoffs right now, playing, that that is currently playing game in and game out as good as Jason Tatum is playing. Right now. Not saying, not saying in the NBA. I'm saying right now, in the NBA playoffs, there's not a single person out there playing better on both sides of the ball. Than Jason Tatum, There's not. Not a single person. So. I don't know. This. This is a very scary. Boston basketball team. And I will go on record as well. Saying this. At the beginning of the year. I did not really trust. Ime Udoka. Okay. I didn't. I didn't love his coaching style. Uh, I didn't love that he was. Just always rocking with the. With the players. And letting them ride it out. Not calling timeouts. Um. And again, I don't know when the hell it happened. Uh I thought I said before the season started it was going to take like 20 plus games for this team to figure it out. It took like 40 uh but literally halfway through the year it was like as soon as as soon as they hit the 21st loss and it was like uh I think they showed it during the game this game. It was like after the the New York Knicks buzzer beater um that something clicked and I'm glad it did because uh Again, this has just been so fun to watch. And when I think back to these teams, like, the they're, they're, it's not like we're watching one-on-one basketball all the time. We're, it, like, we're watching Jason Tatum, fine players. We're watching good basketball. Like, I feel like we're watching a better version of, like, not a better version, but, like, um, I feel like I'm watching the Spurs, like the old Spurs. Like, the ball movement on offense from the Celtics team is so fun to watch. They they constantly make the, the extra pass. And nine times out of ten, you're like, dude, just 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 drive the th- – like, don't kick it out. Just, just you know, attack. Because that's what we've – that's what everyone has wanted from the Celtics. Everyone has wanted that from Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Dude, just attack the rim. I, I have said that forever. Just attack the rim. Just attack the rim. Now they're attacking the rim and the defense is collapsing on them. And they're finding Grant Williams in the corner. They're finding Peyton Pritchard in the corner. They're finding Derek White in the corner. They're finding Marcus Smart uh, hanging out on the on the perimeter. Like they're they're finding these guys, uh, and they're looking. They're in this is the thing: they're looking to find these guys. Jason Tatum, uh, where are we at? Five assists, I think. And I think last game I want to say he had like seven. And the game before that, like game one, I want to say he had like eight or something like that. Like he's finding people. Jalen Brown. Uh, three assists, eight rebounds. Like, these, they're playing complete games. You know, and here's the thing, they're not even averaging a crazy amount of points. I think Jalen Brown is it's consistently averaging like 20 to 23 points a game. He had 22 here, uh, I want to say like 24 last game or something like that. Like, he's, it's just a complete effort from this whole team. Uh, like I'm going to go down the points thing: Jason Tatum 29, Jalen Brown 22, Marcus Smart 20, 11 assists from Marcus Smart, five rebounds. He um, just an absolute menace on the defensive side of the floor. And then we have Al Horford 13, probably playing the best basketball he's played in the past. <sighs> I don't even. Know. I want to say since the Celtics made that Washington Wizards run, that's how good of basketball he's playing right now, Al Horford. Uh, and again, I don't want to jinx anything, but it's they're just playing complete basketball uh as a team as a, as and that's that's the best part about this. So, again, it's been a ton of fun to watch so far. I'm excited to see uh, what happens, who we I mean, we're going to play the Bucs next, but you know, it, anything can happen. So, we'll see. Um quickly though, I do want to run through the uh the rest of games happening right now. So currently uh we have oh, we have a minute left. The Raptors are up by twenty on the Philadelphia seventy sixers. Uh so that is now gonna be our three two Philly's gonna lead that one. Uh hold up. That would be hilarious for if we see an upset. Uh <laughs> if Toronto comes out of there, that would be absolutely hilarious. Um and then I guess we'll just keep going on the east side here. Uh I we're we are i'm just trying to figure out all the uh yeah the heat are up 3-1 on the hawks and is that it me, oh and then the bucks series uh which we did not um talk about the bucks are currently up 3-1 on the bulls so the on the west side we have at this very moment we have uh Golden State who's up 3-1 and um the Heat oh wait I just said the Heat are up 3-1 the bu- the Bucks are up 3-1 okay I think I just said that I think I'm repeating myself now um the Warriors like I said are up 3-1 uh and then we have the Jazz and Mavericks who are currently playing it is 28 to 33 the Mavericks are winning that uh they're tied at 2-2 right now and I don't know who I think is going to win that series. They see, the tough thing is, is, like, the winner of that series just goes on to play um, the – just goes on to play the uh, the Suns, which it's, like – but, again, I don't know here. I'm sitting here thinking, like, I don't really know because I'm looking at the Suns, and it's, like, they're kind of struggling to get out of the the way of the Pelicans. Like, the Pelicans, you know, you would assume – Mati Williams, uh, being the coach of the year candidate over Ime Udoka, that the Suns would be able to beat the eighth seeded uh, Pelicans, but they're tied two two, so and Brandon Ingram has been incredible to watch. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens there. Uh, then we have two two series, uh, with the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves, and I think I'm forgetting one more. Uh, squad. Who else am I forgetting? I think I'm forgetting one more squad, and it is. Not the Jazz. It is the Warriors and uh, the Nuggets. So again, I think the Warriors are going to win that. Um, I think. I, yeah, I have the Warriors winning that series. I had the Bucks winning that series playing the Celtics. Warriors winning that series playing the winner of the uh, Grizzlies Timberwolves. I don't know that that series is just an absolute mystery to me. It really is. Uh, and I. I don't, I, I don't know. That's a hard one to pick. I'm going to go with my gut, though. I'm going to go with Memphis. Uh, I think Ja's going to snap out of it here. He's had, some ru- he's had a rough last two games, so hopefully he snaps out of it. Um, and then I'm going to go the Suns. But, again, they can't stop Brandon Ingram. I don't know what's going on there. They just they can't stop Brandon Ingram. And then CJ McCollum's also playing uh, and not missing shots. Um, so... I'm gonna make my pick though. I'm gonna go Suns because uh, it's going back to Phoenix and it might be tough for the Pelicans to pull one out there, but we'll see. Uh, then I'm gonna go Mavs, Jazz. Again, like I don't really. I'm gonna go Luca just because I, you know, I'm gonna go Luke Magic. Uh, I want to see Luca advance. Uh, maybe that's just a personal thing. I just want to see Luca keep playing, so I'm gonna go Luca. Um, and I just don't really like the Jazz. I don't. I don't like that. I mean, and that's a shame because I I used to actually really like watching them, but now I don't really like to watch them that much. Uh, and then I'm going to go Warriors, obviously, which sucks because Jokic is my second favorite. P- or, no, Jason Dan is my, my favorite player to watch. Then we got Luka. Then we'll probably go Jokic. Uh, but I'm going to go Warriors in that one. Um, I'll go 4-1. I say uh, the Warriors win the next game. Uh, and then I'm going to go – I'm going to say this is Memphis – go out of limb here. I'm going to say this Memphis T-Wolves uh, series goes seven games too. Uh, then on the east, I'm gonna go the Heat and I'll come out next game. The Atlanta Hawks. Um, with the way it's going right now, we, the series is tied or three two in this Philadelphia seventy ers series. And if and again, I don't think he is, but I guess I just don't really know. Um, Joel Embiid had twenty, but what did he shoot? Joel Embiid has like confirmed like he has like torn ligaments in his thumb. So what did he shoot today? Uh of course it just brings me to this frickin' it's actually bring me to the goddamn box score. Brings me to Joel Embiid's profile. Uh Joel Embiid shot. Is this game over yet? I guess it's not over. Uh Joel Embiid is has twenty points and he is shooting. I can't literally can't see him. He's literally not on the box. He's literally. Joel Embiid is literally not on the box score here. What is going on here? Um, technical difficulties here. As I'm looking at in Embiid... there he is. He literally just loaded in after reload the beach. Joel Embiid is seven of fifteen, uh, six for six from the free throw line. So, I'm gonna say that the the seventy come out of this, uh. next game when it goes back to uh, actually wait isn't this game in yeah wait a minute ah, dude I don't know this is a tough it... oh, and this was a whopping too. 103 to 88. Sorry, this is like a dead part of the podcast right now. I'm sitting here thinking I'm trying to like entertain here, and give give some good insights here. I'm going to go I'm going to go 76ers. Uh I think Joel Embiid is again, you know, he's putting up 20 on 7 of 15 shooting. Uh 6 for 6 from the free throw line with a torn ligament in his thumb. Um I don't know how long that's going to sustain. You know, he maybe next game he could be awful, but um and like because it's just playing on, it's getting worse, but I'm going to say that Joel Embiid uh and the 76ers come out of that series uh against Toronto. And then that um that leads us to the Bucks who are already picked in the Celtics. Um and again, I think this I think the Celtics right now are the better team than the the Milwaukee Bucks. Now that's I think Giannis is the most unstoppable player in this playoffs right now, don't get me wrong. But I think complete team wise, uh with Chris Middleton and everything going on with him I think that the Celtics have the upper hand here, so um, it's going to be a hell of a series. It's going to be great basketball to watch. Um, From a defensive effort standpoint, both of these teams are very fun to watch, and then also from the offensive standpoint, um, Giannis is obviously a cheat code in real life. He's literally the uh, he's. I think of Giannis the way I think of how you used to make uh, 2K characters with like the just as big as you possibly could. Uh, that's what Giannis is, but he's like a guard. So, uh, that's how I view Giannis. Uh, and then you put the sliders up to like ninety nine and stuff like that, and that that's pretty much Giannis. However, Celtics team defense—they shut down arguably the greatest scorer, um, one of the greatest scorers of all time. Last series, uh, I think that they're gonna find a way to contain, uh, Giannis. Uh, and here's the thing—it doesn't even matter. If even if you can't contain them, Kyrie Hoff went off for forty. They still lost that game, and KD went off for forty, and they still lost that game. The Nets did against the Celtics, so uh, I think the Celtics win that series only because this the Celtics are making it apparent that to beat them you have to it, it can't just be one guy. Um, someone else on the team has to be consistently stepping up, and uh, we're going to see you know what happens with the Bucks here. Again, they're not even out of the the woodwork here with the the. The Bulls, but I'm I'm gonna assume they are, but again, they're not right now. So I got the um I got the C's coming out of that though, clearly. Um But you know, we'll take it one game at a time. I'm not gonna dive through this whole playoff bracket here. Um so it is also draft week. Uh this that was an awful segue here, but um it is also draft week here. Uh so I do just wanna touch upon this because um, like I said, everyone knows, and we, we've moved over to the NFL now. There's this is like the cutting off point in uh, this show where we have moved topics here, uh, and we're only going to spend like five minutes on this because, again, like I don't, I, I've I've voiced my opinion so much on the Boston, uh, the Boston Patriots, the New England Patriots, and what I want them to do this uh, upcoming draft. So again, I'm I'm seeing like drafts, draft boards all over the place have them taking someone different every single day. Um, I would love for one of the first. I would love for the first pick to either be a wide receiver or a linebacker or, or an edge rusher. Uh, one of those three. Uh, because I know that this draft class is, is filled with edge rushers. But I would love for uh, it to be a wide receiver or a linebacker. They have to draft those three positions at some point. So. My thought process is like just draft the best, the best one out of the best person available in those three positions with your first pick, and then just move on from there. Um, however, the boss—how am I saying the The New England Patriots did um, trade. They have a trade here. I think it was just a fifth-round pick for a seventh-round pick. I'm trying to pull up the notification right now. Um, I got it on my phone today. It was indeed a fifth-round pick to the Texans for their 6th and 7th round pick, sorry. Uh, 6th and 7th round. So, um, classic Bill Belichick, you know, playing chess, everyone else is playing checkers, uh, gives away one draft pick in the 5th round for 2 draft picks after that because Bill Belichick is the garbage man and makes masterpieces out of uh, what some people call um, low-level bottom-tier draft class guys. So, Bill Belichick makes uh, masterpieces out of them. (coughs) Tom Brady. So, you know, we'll see uh what happens, but again, we'll be we'll be breaking down that next week. Um and uh the rest of these NBA playoffs here, uh from here on out. That that's gonna be the main outlook here for uh the the next few months is gonna be covering the NBA uh playoffs and then obviously NFL free agency moves if and when it happens. So that is all we got for today, guys. Uh I appreciate you guys stopping by, uh listening. I know again, I'm sorry that uh it's been Two weeks since the last episode, but um you know uh, life got in the way, and i had to i had to make some some tough sacrifices, one being this podcast, and that's really the only sacrifice um no there's a, there's a few other things too uh'm on a new diet, so that's that's another one uh, i have to say i've had to sacrifice some 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 food that I've grown to love but uh I don't want to get on that spiel so I will see you guys next week, like I said, uh, NBA playoffs, and we'll be breaking down the NFL Draft next week, um, this time next week. So, Tuesday, we're, we're back on the schedule, Tuesday, uh, next week. So, um, I'll see you guys later. Uh, later.